The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Morning, Southwest Florida. Here we go. Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News on the air. It's Sunday. It is June 13th. Only got a half an hour, so we're going to get things going because it's a fast-paced half hour. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. We'll check in with him. We always say know the difference. We want you to hear the difference. Coming up, a great Annex Wealth Management client story. My name is Danny Clayton. Mark Beck is Managing Director of Wealth Management Services. Good morning to you. Good morning. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Danny. A lot of people thought that the story last week was the CPI, or Consumer Price Index, but it really was about interest rates. No, that's that's absolutely right. The CPI certainly impacted the bond market this week, but to the surprise of many, the 10-year Treasury uh, finished the week at 1.45%, down 10 basis points on the week, despite fears of inflation and, and a stronger economy. A 13-year high on the inflation read at 5%. That's a year-over-year number, of course. People need to remember that. But we're clearly seeing this inflationary pressure, yet 10-year Treasury yield went down. What do we attribute that to, Derek? Well, the Federal Reserve has been suggesting that these inflationary spikes are transitory. And, you know, to this point in time, it's hard to debate that because, for example, when you look at that CPI number, nearly two-thirds of the increase came from fuel, used cars, and contact services, three sectors that account for less than 25% of consumption. So things like owner-equivalent rent, which is more important, healthcare inflation, which is more important, haven't really jumped to the same degree. So so right now, the bond market's in a holding pattern. Will, will these increases in inflation that we've seen recently persist against uh, very easy comps from a year ago when the economy was shut down? Uh, it's probably likely we will continue to see it. The question is, what's it going to look like six months from now? That's what the market's really trying to ascertain. And, you know, I don't remember a time in my life when people talked about the increase in the price of used cars. That's really brand new. Well, it's 30% year over year. It's unbelievable. Well, in fact, new new trucks are costing roughly the same as used trucks, which is really hard to believe. But that's the case. You know, there's a shortage of parts, uh, so there's no new inventory. And many people have decided that they don't want to commute on mass transit again to get to their jobs due to, you know, con- continued concerns about COVID. So they're buying used cars and they're paying a premium to do it. And most of that shortage in new cars really has to do with chips, you know, the shortage of, of the availability of chips. There's somewhere between 150 and 200 microprocessors in every single new car built. Well, that's absolutely right. I mean, most people don't know that. The other thing is, you know, there's a lot of copper and EV vehicles. So there's all changing levels of demand for various commodities. And we really, you know, when you think about all of this, you know, coming out of a pandemic, the, the, the sharp recession we saw, the recovery we've seen, uh, the jobs gap that we see with still 8 million unemployed versus pre-pandemic levels. It's really an unprecedented situation. It's something that's been very challenging for our group as an investment team and for most of our competitors as well, because we, no one's really ever seen something quite like this. And that's why you really have to dig in and not just look at headlines, actually analyze the data. 
you know, unprecedented period of time. Certainly, you know, one of the things that's unprecedented, the size of the Fed balance sheet announced this week that it hit $8 trillion, and they are still buying bonds. Right. They're going to meet on June 16th. Um, there is the possibility they may, may discuss some aspect of tapering, you know, in what how they would see potentially reducing purchases of mortgage-backed securities, for example. But there is ample liquidity out there. Uh, we have a $28 trillion deficit. Uh, it's hard to see the interest rates going up significantly higher because that would really basically curb our government's ability to function. Uh, so the Fed clearly has an incentive to keep interest rates low. Uh, the question is, how are they going to do it without disturbing a market that's had an enormous rally since March 23rd of 2020? You know, the last time the Fed tapered their bond buying program, we had this thing that got labeled the taper tantrum, and this was a spike in interest rates. I read recently an outstanding article about the idea of tapering again and whether or not it, that would repeat a taper tantrum. The argument being made was was really it might be celebrated the other direction and be the catalyst for rates to go even lower than they are. It's it's a very interesting environment. I mean, you know, when I first got in the business, we were looking at 10% interest rates and higher. Uh, we're now sitting at 1.47, as I mentioned, on the 10-year. Um, these ultra-accommodative policies have been mimicked in other places overseas as well, so that's been a positive in the sense that it, it didn't lead to a much uh, lower dollar. I think what's really going to be the key going forward is what the fiscal authorities do. Right now, it's looking like that $2 trillion package may be as small as $1, $1 trillion. I know that sounds still very large, but that could put a little bit less upward pressure on rates than the market had thought previously. Uh, there's been some pushback on some of the other uh, more aggressive things that have come out of the Biden administration. So so we may be settling into a, more of a trading range, say, between 1.8 and 1.4% for the foreseeable future. But again, S&P 500 is up 40% year over year in the last 12 months. It's up 13% year to date. I, I advise our clients and I advise those listening to really take a look at your portfolios. You've, you've generated some massive gains over the last 12 months. And if your portfolio does not reflect your, your target objectives, rebalance. Good advice. And if we can help, our website is AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference? It's one team, one plan, one fee. Here's what that means. One team, investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. One plan built for you and you alone. Most important thing, one fee. We're a fee-only fiduciary. Back in a bit. Stick around. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. If you ever feel like your investment and retirement planner just looks at your numbers and they don't look at your actual transition to retirement, that could be a problem. And that's what we're going to talk about with Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management in Naples. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Danny. You know, looking at the numbers and studying them, that's important. But we want you to be fully prepared for retirement. And that's why we raise questions that others might not. Having goals for retirement, tracking your progress toward those goals, that's important throughout your life. It's increasingly more crucial as retirement nears to talk about 
about the transition. When you sit down with Annex Wealth Management, we talk and take stock of your situation and the transition. Yeah, that's right. Most folks, for the first part of their life or some portion, you are building wealth in your nest egg. And then sometime later, you're going to be spending and distributing that. There's a pandemic, obviously, recently, but as usually life expectancy has been increasing, I'm not sure how the pandemic's going to adjust that, but we have anal- analysis on that and we'll keep an eye on that. But your life expectancy now is you know, more than it was 20 years ago. So if we use like a base rate of, of a female living to be 91 years old, and let's say you retire at 50 something, you still have 40 years or so of full-time retirement. So how does that look? What's important to you? What's your situation? How conservative are you? What is your lifestyle? What do you want it to look like? What can you afford? What do you want to see if you can afford? You know, all those types of things we talk about. You know, everybody expects changes when you transition from working to being retired. But a lot of people don't quite understand that upcoming life change. Brian, you must see this a lot. People all of a sudden find themselves in retirement. They're not quite sure or not quite ready for what is happening. Yeah, it's definitely on an individual basis. There are some folks who are so used to working that that's their, I don't say goal or objective, but it's definitely a priority in their lives, you know, a sense of purpose. And then when you retire or you can retire, your focus has to be on, you know, maybe what's the next purpose. And some folks don't want to sit idle and do nothing. But then there's also folks who, you know, have spent a lot of time in building a business or whatever, and they've spent a lot of their life doing so. And maybe they think they've overworked and the work-life balance is different and they want to see if they can retire and as soon as possible and, and transition. So there's definitely a lot to think about and each individual case is different. We're with Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples, transitioning to retirement. That's what we're talking about. It's a conversation we believe in. Brian, is there a process to adjust from savings to spending? Does that make people nervous even when they're properly planned? Yeah, because it's change, right? So in investment markets, they call change volatility. In your life, you're going to have synonymous with volatility when, you, when you're when you changing from one version of things to the next. So definitely, it's definitely psychologically, it's definitely emotional, it's financial. Um, consider we try to balance everything and help make decisions on what you can accomplish and help your financial plan show you that you can accomplish, you can spend, and often you can spend more than you think because you maybe you've been a saver and investor to build your nest egg, but now you're completely saying, you know, let me live my life and how can I spend it and still let it last my rest of my life. So it's definitely a different uh, mindset and a process. And we go through quite a few questions and answers over time to get to know what's important to you and things change as well. Things change of health and other things that are important, grandkids and selling businesses and real estate. And so as you go, we go along with you. Brian, do you ever sit across the uh, desk from somebody and say, you know, it's okay if you spend money, go ahead and do it. Yeah. It's that mindset of I'm a saver. I, you know, I want to save and invest and I'll spend what I know I can afford or conservatively. So, so those that have that mindset, they, uh, they have to change a little bit and that's difficult or at least, you know, show them that they can. So they are comfortable that, yeah, you know, your financial plan says you can spend a couple hundred thousand a year and there's no issue. So here, look at this. This is what it looks like. What else might you want to do or accomplish? When you work with Annex Wealth Management, part of the plan is to build that income stream to set that up. Regular paychecks will cease, but income still plays an important role. Yeah, definitely. There's going to be those fixed income sources usually that people have if it's Social Security or pension. Your nest egg can produce income as needed. And there's some give and take there depending on titles of accounts and where assets are and types of investments and assets. The income's treated differently. So there might be tax advantage ways to have your income come from certain vehicles or investments 
throughout your life, depending on how old you are and the tax brackets you're in and things like that. But we definitely look at the nest egg and assets. What kind of income can it produce if we need it to? And how much income do you need? And then what's the best way to funnel that through the different investments, you know, tax-wise? The transition to retirement always takes work. Part of that is looking after your health. That's important. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately, I don't think too many people can predict their health five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years. So there's going to be some volatility in your health as well. If you can exercise your body and mind every day, if you can have less stress than more stress, if we can show you, you know, your financial plan to help you with these types of things, hopefully your health will be better than not. And we can help you move through through that uh, situation. And then also we can show you if there was a health event, a significant health event, um, what it would look like, what your cost might be. We can go through what if situations to, to make sure you're comfortable that you could care for yourself or others if there was something significant as well. And the Annex Wealth Management is ready to assist. We're an investment and retirement planner, tax planning and estate planning. It's all under one roof as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us this morning. Very good. Thank you, Danny. Know the difference. We say it often. We want you to hear the difference in actual Annex Wealth Management client story. That's coming up next on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary, and we put that in writing. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, and that's the goal of this segment. Another opportunity to meet a real-life client of Annex Wealth Management who we work with for investment, retirement, estate, and tax planning. Let's say hello to Tom. Hey, Tom. Hi, Danny. At the top, some quick questions. You are a client of Annex Wealth Management. Yes, I am. Annex is not providing any type of compensation for your time for this segment. Correct. And there are no conflicts of interest between you as a client and Annex as a firm. No, none there, that I know. There you go. Well, we like transparency. You've been a client for three years now. Before that, you were an active do-it-yourselfer when it came to investment and retirement-related decisions. You did all the research, all the analysis. You were probably pretty good at it. I thought I was doing okay at it. And actually, Dan, if you remember, I was a client of another company before it came to Annex. So I've been a client of someone's for a little over five years. But probably since the 80s, I really pretty much managed my own portfolio, and I did all my investment decisions and did all the legwork. But as I became closer and closer to retirement, there's way too much to know and to do. So I turned it over to somebody. But Anna and I have been together for three plus years now. Do you remember about when it was that you thought, you know what, I might need a pro on my side? It would have been five years ago. So probably 2016. And I was getting closer. I, I knew I was going to be retiring. The numbers were getting closer. I had been meeting my goals. My kids were going into college. Things were happening. And it's like, there's too many moving parts to really understand pretty good with some of them, but this is your future you're talking about and you're going to like cut the lifeline of a paycheck and go and live off of your savings and the things that are, are there with you. So so that's when it was time to time to get some real help. You were within the 10-yard line and heading for the goal line. Yep. Didn't need so, to fumble. 
So that was not a quick search. You investigated a number of name brands, some local, some nationally based. When you were looking for a partner, what were you looking for? What do you remember? The big thing was is that when you're taking all of your life savings and it's somebody that you're going to trust, somebody that's easy to do business with, I like the local factor as you know, when you talk about it. When you're just talking to a person on the phone whom you may never, never meet, it's just not that same comfort level because it's, it's your money. And so I was looking for that, looking for some track record, basically somebody you trust. You did all that research, and when it came down to deciding, ta-da, Annex was not your first choice. (laughs) Not my first choice. To give Annex credit, it wasn't that they weren't my first choice. At that time, Annex was growing so much that I just had concerns that they, in a back office sense, would be able to, to keep up. There was expansion going on. It was growth. It was explosive growth with their business. And having been in a company that does grow and does mergers and acquisitions and does other things and have seen things go wrong, I was just a little concerned that the back office could keep up with the front office side of it. So it wasn't necessarily that they were my, my second choice. I had reservations. And because it was my money and I was conservative, I, I went with basically what was my second choice. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We're chatting with Tom, a client of Annex Wealth Management. So... You broke our heart. You're with somebody else. What were the signs that maybe you needed to think of a a different partner? What it was is I I was always kind of keeping an eye on Annex because they said at that point, Annex was my choice. My client rep, Mark, was persistent. He didn't let go. He kind of just checked in every once in a while. We had some conversations and things. And and then it really was coming back to, all right, it seems like you've been able to grow. You've opened all these offices, um, nothing on social media, nothing in the news. And there's no bad press, so you, it looks like you're able to pull it off. And so we started going back, and we took a look at it again. But th- then it was like the, all right, what are you getting for your money? Because they obviously don't do it for free. But with the comprehensive tax planning and estate planning added in, which I kind of got a little bit of, but not to the same formality. There weren't subject matter experts with the other company that you met with. That and actually a lower fee says, wait, I think it's time to move and give them a chance. How long have you been retired now? Three years. Anything surprise you with retirement? I was kind of ready for it, but I think um, what surprised me is how easy I moved into it. Probably the hardest part is managing your budget and, and spending your money as opposed to making money and spending the money you make. It's a whole different mindset because now you're you're living off of everything. But when you look at it and the money is still growing and you're living off of it and things are going okay. You look to be a fairly young guy. Did you retire early? Yes, I did. Good for you. Did you get to the point where you're bored or you've been finding things? I'm not bored. I do odd jobs. I volunteer. My vacation. Anything you would have changed in the approach to the way you approach retirement or retirement planning? I would have gone earlier. A lot of people, they just don't feel, even though the financial person tells them they're ready to go, maybe I could have gone probably a year or two years earlier and, and maybe I should have. Tom is a client of Annex Wealth Management. Wasn't always that way. Chose a different company. Decided that Annex fit the needs a little bit more closely. Tom, we're glad to have you as a client. Hope we can be part of a great retirement for many, many years. Thanks for coming in. No, thank you very much, Danny. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. After all we've been through, isn't it time to focus on what really matters, living your best life? There are a lot of moving pieces when it comes to investment and retirement planning. It's important to get it right, and we can help. AnnexWealth.com is the place to start. Click the Get Started button. Put a pro on your side with a local fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management, AnnexWealth.com. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. 
This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Barron's top advisor, four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300. We're on the list for the Top 100 Wealth Managers at RIAChannel.com. Most importantly, a fee-only fiduciary partner. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management, along with Mark Beck, Managing Director, Wealth Management Services. Well, thinking, Derek, about proactive investment positioning, the idea of rebalancing, as an example, you have to look at current market environment and as you begin to do that. And, and one of the things that we've been contemplating, what if inflation isn't transitory, as the Fed says? What if it is more of an, a permanent inflationary environment? What might that mean in terms of how we position client portfolios? Well, if you think back a few months ago when the NASDAQ was getting slammed and actually went into correction territory, that was because interest rates were rising, primarily because inflationary expectations were beginning to build up. So when you think about a fixed income portfolio, you often think about credit and duration, duration being interest rate risk. The longer the duration of the cash flows, the more interest rates can affect the principle of that investment. If you apply the same kind of reasoning to equities, you can think of growth stocks as long duration stocks and value stocks as shorter duration stocks and stocks that pay dividends as shorter duration stocks, all other things being equal. So if you believe interest rates are poised to climb meaningfully and persistently for a period of time, you want to tilt towards lower duration equities. That would be dividend paying companies. It might be value oriented companies where you're getting a lot more of the income up front as opposed to a lump sum payment at the end. It's an interesting theory. I've not really heard duration applied to equities, but I like the thought process concept behind the long duration growth stock is we really don't realize that you know, return of principle until well into the future when the stock has grown into our expectations. And so you're projecting way out into the future of what it might look like, as opposed to a high dividend paying stock that's going to pay you back via those dividends over a shorter time period because you're realizing cash flow from those. So it's a really interesting thought process around what might drive the shift from growth to value potentially. The other thing about that too, one of our research uh, vendors who I I like to read a lot, they they did a report and found that 36% of the market cap of the S&P 500 is highly correlated with the level of interest rates. And that's because many of the biggest companies in the S&P 500 are growth stocks. You know, they're the FANG stocks, you know, Microsoft, uh, Netflix, and the rest. And and that really suggests that if interest rates were to significantly rise, it would be a headwind for the general market as well. Well, some of the ways that you think about that beyond, you know, the duration risk and positioning of the portfolio is, you know, you kind of start to think about it in terms of valuations and interest rates drive valuations as well. And this is one of the reasons that we are concerned in the equity markets about a rising interest rate environment. So we have to look at it in terms of expectations for future earnings growth and bring that back into current valuation levels. So I think looking at those sectors that can grow more rapidly is one of the ways that you begin to also hedge against interest rates rising. Going forward with earnings season coming, uh, we're gonna be focused a lot on what's going on with analyst expectations, how are companies guiding? Because ultimately, we're, we're going to see peak year-over-year earnings growth this quarter, peak year-over-year economic growth this quarter. And the companies that are going to outperform going forward are those that actually beat earnings estimates, raise guidance, and execute their business models to perfection. In, in fact, a term that you put in your notes for us here is peak everything, really. Peak everything is peak GDP growth, peak earnings per share growth. And one of the concerns is when things peak out like that, when do we get a deceleration and, and how do we prepare for that? I mean, you really have to be thinking about that in terms of when will it be time to become defensive? That's absolutely correct. 
when we talk about you know the possibility of a market decline, one of the things I think is on people's minds is the level of national debt. And we think about that, that in terms of when does that become a problem and how do we deal with it? Let's just talk about it in terms of the problem that it is. $28 trillion federal debt out there, which of course means huge interest payments that the federal government has to make on that debt. One of the catalysts naturally to, for the Fed to want to keep interest rates lower. How does that play out long term? I know nobody knows the answer to that. Definitely, but let's just talk about it conceptually. Well, right now, U.S. federal debt to GDP ratio is one, 128%. So that's one of the highest rates in the world. It was 58% in the year 2000, for example. So when you compare that 128 to Japan at 250% and China, uh, where the debt level is believed to be closer to 400%, it doesn't look as bad. But generally speaking, what the U.S. may be about to do is what Japan has been doing since the early 2000s. And then that is basically applying extremely low interest rates to a, a big debt burden and gradually paying it down in a way that didn't sabotage their economy. So if that is the case and the Fed is incented, as you mentioned earlier, to keep interest rates low and therefore keep interest rates in like negative real return category, that's one reason why you could expect risk assets to continue to do well and, and things like stocks, commodities, digital assets and other things to outperform treasuries. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Are you going to hit the links? I am, for sure. Good man. How about you, Mark Beck, Managing I, Director of Wealth Management Services? You too? I think I'll get out there, yes. Good living. Can we help you get some good living? Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you in a week. The Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.